VegCast. Sweet 16. VegCast. For the animals, by the animals, and of the animals. VegCast. A full menu from first to last. VegCast. Yes, we say for the animals a lot, but this podcast is partially by the animals as we visit Woodstock Animal Sanctuary and have some guest appearances by actual animals. A first for VegCast, and uh, this is in conjunction with the grand opening of Woodstock Animal Sanctuary this weekend. So if you get this podcast on time, head on down there. You'll hear more about that coming up. And we will also have uh, some music from Will Tuttle and, of course, as always, a science fact. I'm Vance, and I'll be bringing you all that on this edition of VegCast. Okay, I want to get to our trip to the Animal Sanctuary uh, very quickly here, but uh, just very briefly ripped from this week's headlines. Steve Irwin, the crocodile hunter, uh, passed away after a freak accident with a stingray. And uh, in one of the five different eulogies in the Philadelphia Inquirer uh, one day this week, that was five in one day. Um, somebody made the point that uh, this was a, a wire reporter. I don't remember who it was, but uh, it made the rather obvious point that the appeal of Steve Irwin was always that it seemed like he was just inches away from death, that he uh, liked to talk about the danger of uh, these animals. And um, i just like to point out that... Uh, much as we mourn the passing of any human being or any, uh, you know, sentient being, uh, there is a certain tragic irony in somebody who made his living and made his claim to fame off of uh, finding animals and uh, often uh, mistreating animals, all, of course, in the name of conservation. Um who actually wound up getting killed by an animal that uh, he was getting too close to and which turned out to actually be dangerous uh, in a way that he perhaps hadn't expected, which is odd because just like Roy Horn, Steve Irwin once claimed that he had this incredible magical kind of rapport with animals that he could tell what was going on with them and they could uh, trust him and he could, uh, you know, make them behave and so forth. And uh, I'd just like to underscore that uh, many of us in the uh, animal rights community like to think that we have a rapport uh, with animals. We would hope that we might be able to have some insight on into what animals are thinking or feeling. But um, I don't think any of us would put that to the test by constantly taunting and exploiting animals. And when you make that your business, um, there are going to be these occasional freak accidents where it comes back to bite you in the posterior or elsewhere. So I guess that's just one cautionary 
tale uh, from this week's news. But now for a different kind of tale. Woodstock Farm Animal Sanctuary is located in Woodstock, New York, just a couple hours outside of New York City. And uh, when we got there, Doug Abel came uh, right out to show us around. We're just going to have a few snapshots, uh, sound, audio snapshots of our tour and meet some of the animals. Let's go to it. These actually, we had, there was an abuse case the AA, the SPCA called us about. Uh, I think there were about 24 birds, and they were all t- the cutest little chicks for, you know, what, about a month. And yeah. they turn into this so quickly. It goes from chick to <laughs> something that looks like that very quickly. <laughs> These guys actually came from Farm Sanctuary. We did a big swap with them. These would have been Thanksgiving dinner for for 2005. Mm-hmm. They were part of a, um, they did a big rescue. There was a guy selling turkeys, kind of like a grow-your-own Thanksgiving dinner, and these guys were the runs. And I think they were just going to be killed or something. So they were able to get, uh, they were able to get a bunch. And we had all these white uh, meat birds here. And they had, we had a bunch of males in here, a bunch of females. The males were starting to get big enough that they were giving the females a hard time. Right. Farm Sanctuary was having a similar problem with their turkeys. So we said, well, let's take some male, we'll take some of your male turkeys if you take some of our male white birds. Okay. Uh, we, call them, we call these the Brooklyn birds because they all came from a, a rescue in Brooklyn. That is a yeah, that's a guinea a guinea fowl, and he he can fly. He's, he'll do this all day, and at the end of the day, he'll fly. You can see where he's worn it down. Uh, he's free, they're free. They're not rescues. They're just here, and they yeah. decided to stay. And we actually can't get rid of them. They're a little aggressive with the hens, so we'd, we'd be happy if they flew away, but. They I eat see. deer ticks. A lot of people have them as pets because they eat deer ticks. Oh, okay. And they're funny looking. I think people like them because they're funny looking. And they panic a lot. There's a lot of panicking going on. <laughs> so, uh... What, what is he doing? Getting exercise? No, he wants to go back home. With, he's got a brother uh, in there. And, and he flies out, and then he spends the rest of the day going back and forth wanting to get back in. At the end of the day, he flies back in. So, what? I would say, people say, you know, people say chickens are dumb. I say chickens are smart. He's... He's not so bright. <laughs> he, he's not the sharpest knife in the drawer. Hey. Hey. Hey, hey, hey. But, uh, you know, butter knives can't cut you. I know. <laughs> I hope you heard the turkeys laughing there at the expense of the guinea fowl. And predictably, uh, you'll hear them laugh again when Doug, uh, again, makes fun of the guinea fowl after uh, he had to actually go over and convince the bird that it was able to fly over the fence. This is how it happened. They have, um, we, where's my friend, where's my friend, where's my friend, I can go in there and scoot him over the fence, let me see if I can, you'll see him fly, stay there, because I don't want to see him. walking away from his... I know. And he'll do it again. He'll fly, uh, I bet you, in an hour. By the time we're done with the tour, he'll probably be back over there like, Ooh, how did this happen? Ooh. <laughs> so apparently if you were preparing a comedy night, 
That's to play to turkeys. All you have to do is make fun of guinea fowl. And, uh, of course, we also met some pigs. Uh, we're, we're in the process of filling in. They dug this enormous mud hole here, but we're going to be putting a, another... Yeah. I mean, it, I mean, she's laying on top of some dirt that we stuck in there. They did it all with their noses to make a nice big mud puddle for them. But we have an additional structure that's coming out of here, so we've started to fill it in. It's just been too muddy to finish it up, but we're digging them a new one there. Once you start it, they'll use their snouts and they'll, and they'll finish it. They're very, you know, uh, people talk about, la- you know, lazy pigs. They're very industrious when it comes to being lazy. So if they want a nice <laughs> mud puddle to lay in, they'll work really, really hard. And then for years to come, they just hang out and... And that's that. And we also spent some time among the goats. They're like well, dogs. Our cats. They yeah, come up to they you come, and sniff you. Yeah, they come up. They're curious. Victor's a very sweet boy. Hello. And they got four stomachs, you know. All right. Why not? Why they eat everything? Yeah. Well, that's what they say. We haven't found that to be crazy. I mean, they seem to be kind of picky. Our goats are spoiled. So you bring in something and they're not crazy about it, they sort of turn up their noses and they ignore you. They don't eat tin cans and stuff. No, and... our guys don't. No, man. I think I think the goats that you you hear about that probably aren't being well fed. <laughs> That's probably why they do that. Hey, what about my shirt? Uh oh. That's Uh-oh. my shirt, Victor. I love their eyes. So much we're not eating everything. <laughs> yeah, well, I just wanted a taste. <laughs> And we also hung out with the sheep, and uh, we got to feed Dylan the cow and Olivia the goat and met other animals uh, to numerous dimension, uh, and also got some sound from Jenny Brown, who described the grand opening. Uh, unfortunately, as I tried to import that today uh, into this sound file, it uh, the little piece that I had was corrupted, so I am going to restate what she said while listening to it on my iPod, where I have a non-corrupted version. This is truly 22nd century technology, folks, uh, so pay attention. <clears throat> okay, here we go. They're having their grand opening this Saturday, September 9th, here at the farm, which is in Woodstock, New York, from 11 to 4. And they'll be having a big veggie queue, have some delicious vegetables straight off the grill. They got Tofurky to donate some beer brats and Chipotle Franks and all sorts of great vegan fare. Also going to have Arm of the Sea puppet theater performers. And in this region, uh, Woodstock, they know bread and puppet. They're like that. The large-scale paper mache heads, farm animal heads, they'll be doing entertainment. And the musician Joy Askew, who has performed with Peter Gabriel and Joe Jackson and Laurie Anderson, she'll be there performing. So that will be a day of family fun and festivity and help them open up to the public officially, and they'll be open until the end of October every weekend for tours. And one other event to mention, the Thanks Living event will be taking place out in their goat field under a tent with some heaters. It'll be a big vegan Thanksgiving event where the turkeys are the guests of honor, and they'll have their own table. And uh, Dan Perraro and other entertainers and speakers will be there. That will be November 19th. And you can see the website, woodstocksanctuary.org, for the details.
That is Emerging Jewel by Will Tuttle off of his album Islands of Light. thought that would be uh, an appropriate title, hopefully, for Woodstock Animal Sanctuary, going along with our theme for this show. And now it's time for... Science Fact. Okay, today's Science Fact. We're going to keep it short and sweet and try to get this wrapped up. Uh... Processed meats tied to stomach cancer. Eating more processed meats such as bacon, sausage, and smoked ham increases the risk of stomach cancer, Swedish scientists say. A review of 15 studies showed the risk of developing stomach cancer rose by 15 to 38 percent if consumption of processed meats increased by one ounce per day, the Karolinska Institute said in a statement. Stomach cancer accounts for nearly one-tenth of total deaths from cancer, the Institute said, and the research research published in the Journal of the National Cancer Institute collated studies covering over 4,000 individuals uh, between 1966 and 2006 and showed unequivocal results. 
the Institute said. And they also said processed meats were often salted or smoked or had nitrates added to them in order to extend their shelf life. So, of course, it's not necessarily the meat, the qualities within the animal protein itself. But, of course, uh, it does say something that some of the uh, foodstuffs out there that are the most prone to having bad stuff in them, uh, such as salt, smoke, flavoring, nitrates, and so forth, are meat products. So watch out for those processed meats, and in fact, all meats, if you have any sense. Science fact. Okay, that's going to do it for this edition of VegCast. Hope you enjoyed our little trip to Woodstock, our audio snapshots, and you can get your own there this weekend. And please do uh, check that out. If you don't live anywhere near there, obviously you're not going to make that trip, but it is uh, just a couple hours outside New York City, close to northern Pennsylvania, close to Connecticut, and so forth. And uh, you might know somebody in New York that you uh, could alert to the grand opening this weekend, or perhaps you'll be in the area on November 19th for the Thanksgiving event. And if n- if neither of those are the case, uh, consider sending them a donation so they can uh, keep this going. Uh, farm animal sanctuaries. Uh, do provide great service, and it's not an easy thing that they do, and we're going to be doing more reporting on that in the next VegCast, uh, a little more of the uh, academic perspective, I guess, uh, after getting the, the facts on the ground, as they say. So until that point, thanks for downloading VegCast, and uh, if you're not a subscriber, please uh, consider subscribing uh, via iTunes or elsewhere, and uh, until... Next VegCast, which will hopefully be out by the end of September. I'll see you then, and get out there, and live like you mean it.